Good morning. We have another episode of Instigating Women and Friends, and uh, Liz and I are really happy uh, to have Wanji Ku as a guest. We, we think you're probably a little tired of hearing all from us, and so we wanted to offer a little bit more insight um, as how women progress and how just women are um, today, given this pandemic. It's, it's been tough on everyone. So Wanji Ku, if you would please introduce yourself, we're so glad to have you. Awesome. Thank you both for having me. Wonjiku um, Kamau, um, joining you all from the lovely city of New York. All right. Um, yes, yes, yes. Go New York. So yeah, all good things. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. Great, great. So tell us your role. Um, tell us how you got there. Just overview of you. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I've worked at Intel for about 16 years now, and my current role is director of mainstream desktop and People keep asking, what is that? Well, I just got the job, so I'm still figuring it out, but uh, it's an awesome opportunity to kind of take all the skills that I have and experience that I've had and kind of put it into a business, you know, from beginning to end. And so kind of exciting. And I know people are thinking desktops, like, do we still have those? Believe it or not, it's actually a very thriving and growing business. So um, it's good to be able to kind of like look at something that's actually growing and figuring out how can I even make it better. So that's, that's the job that I do. So nice. all good things. Yeah, yeah. great. Yes. And Tell us a I, little about your kind of your trajectory, like where you started, what you thought you wanted to do mm-hmm. and, and um, some of your pivotal experiences along the way. Oh, wow. Um, it has changed so many times. So I think all the way through college, I thought I wanted to be president of the United States and everything that I was doing was in process of that. So political science undergrad, I planned to go to law school. I also was planning to join the United States Air Force. Um, And if I've learned anything, everything you plan changes because you don't have control over very much. So um, ended up going to kind of a second tier law school, did it for about two years. It was not my thing. And then um, I've always been pretty good at numbers. So I was working at a a smaller tech company and was just kind of doing entry-level work and kind of rose over a few years. And I had a really good boss who was supportive and said, listen, this company's a little too small for you. You've got aspirations, go find a bigger company. And, you know, once upon a time, you know, monster.com was the place to find jobs. And so I submitted uh, for a job on there and Intel called a couple of days later and had an opportunity to get in, in our treasury department and did that role for about five years. And then kind of bounced around the organization and, you know, really wanted to find finance roles that kind of played to my strengths, um, but also gave me opportunities to grow. And so did a number of roles throughout the year, supporting sales and marketing, our engineering teams, um, spent nine years all in Sacramento, and then eventually relocated to Arizona for an opportunity to become a manager and, and run my own little small team. And so spent about five years there and uh, was really great. Um, and in that time, got supported from my company to go back to school. And so um, I joined uh, the executive MBA program at Arizona State, go Sun Devils, and uh, had a really great opportunity to kind of, you know, get back to school, but more specifically, like, how do I use everything that I've learned so far? How do I couple that with, you know, the frameworks and the learning and the readings in, in, in class? And that was just a phenomenal experience for me. And I think gave me an opportunity to go if I'm on a trajectory and there's things and aspirations that I'm trying to achieve, how do I put it together like a real plan that's achievable? And what are some of those milestones? And I think, you know, the MBA program, I always said, hey, I had over, you know, 15 years of work experience. 
but the MBA program essentially took me an opportunity to go, how do I take everything I've learned and put it in a way that I'm speaking the same language as my peers and executives and other people? So I always joked that I, I learned business through, you know, kind of slang, and now I actually learned it properly like Rosetta Stone. So um, the MBA was, I think, a very pivotal point in my career. And it also opened the doors for me to take a step out of faith and, and, and leave finance and go find opportunities outside of the organization that I grew up in. And so I joined what we call, you know, the business unit operations and took on a chief of staff role that immediately just morphed and became a very strategic role and had an opportunity to help set the direction of our, you know, $12 billion business, which has been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, fun fact, my boss uh, earlier this year retired and he and the rest of the team said, hey, the only person we can think of that would be a really great interim general manager was me. And so it was an amazing opportunity to kind of step into those shoes and take on some of those responsibilities and learn and grow. And then I have a new boss now who's come in and she's restructured the organization. And now I'm you know, transitioning out of that chief of staff role into a role where I get to be a director and kind of own a business from end to end like a general manager. So very exciting, very exciting. And I'm not sure what's next because it's you know all very new, but um, definitely see myself continuing to grow and getting into that C-suite space, and uh, we'll we'll see what that'll look like over the next few years. So yeah. Wow, what I'm listening to your story, and I'm just kind of amazed about how many times you were able to pivot, and not just pivot, but but capitalize on opportunity. That Absolutely. came along with uncertainty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where does that, and I think you also told us last time we talked that you moved to New York, like right at the beginning of the pandemic. Valentine's day of 2020. What a time. <laughs> so that's just, I mean, this yeah. is what we work with our clients on all the time is mm -hmm. being able to step into that, to the unknown mm -hmm. and, and tolerate it and yeah. see the opportunity. So like, how did you, where does that come from? It, it seems like you've done it time and time again in your, in your career, in your life. Like, how did you develop that? Well, I heard her say she had faith yes. this last time, but yes. I'm thinking you've had faith all along. Had to have, had to have. Um, I, you know, my family, we grew, I grew up in the church, right? Um, I consider myself a believer. And I am one where I'm like, I, I, there's got to be a plan beyond just me. There just has to be. This world just seems too big not to. So there are times when I do step out on faith and I'm like, not sure what I'm doing, but I, I will say this. I have faith in myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty smart cookie. Um, and so if there's things that I don't know, I'll figure it out. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an extrovert by nature. I'm very social, um, but I'm not afraid to ask for help. I will always call on people. If people give me an inch, I will take a mile and, and try to get as much as I can, but also give back and share. And so, you know, if I think of those times where I was making a pivot or I was transitioning into something that was unknown, I kind of was like, well, I'm me. <laughs> and uh, as long as I'm at the table and I've got my network and I've got people and resources and, you know, friends, um, somehow I've always been able to navigate and, you know, knock on wood so far, I've, you know, I haven't had any big failures. So, um, I think that's good. And, and honestly, like this, the world is scary, you know, there's a lot of unknowns out there and I just don't want to be one of those people who never took that chance. Right. Who never mm -hmm. tried because there's sometimes I've, I've made a step and I was like, well, maybe not the best job. Right. Or, you know, made a move and was like, I don't know if that was quite the right fit, but 
there's lessons learned, you know? Um, and I think all of those are just steps along the way in our journey, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really, um, it's a powerful mindset that you've been able to cultivate within yourself. I think like you mentioned going to law school for two years and, and being like, this is not my thing. And I think about law school and people I know who've gone to law school, there's so much messaging. It's like, basically like, we're going to tear down your psyche. Right. And so, right. We're going to just like, take you down to your brass tacks. And yet you had a mindset of like, okay, this isn't my thing. So I'm going to go find out what my thing is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's something that people in general, but particularly women, mm-hmm. um, struggle with because our, whether it's our the cultural messaging that we get mm-hmm. or the, the, the opportunities that the education system <laughs> doesn't see <laughs> for us. Right. Yeah. And so I, that's just such a powerful mindset, um, that you've been able to cultivate throughout your life and your career. And I'm just curious, like, have there been moments where there have been people that have helped you continue that mindset? Um, Or is it all just within you and your faith? Not at all. Not at all. Um, So first and foremost, my mother. Um, Interesting enough, I just got back from Nairobi a few days ago, maybe. Oh, five days. I can't even count anymore. Um, but gotten a chance to go visit my mother um, and some, some of the rest of my family. And, um, you know, she's originally from Kenya. She, she left at a very young age, um, went to the UK, um, got a job, you know, multiple jobs to, to help take care of her family back home, brought some of her younger siblings with her so that they could get an education. Right. And so she was very, very, you know, set on, she left at 19. I mean, that's a very young age to leave a country and to go somewhere else you've never been to, right? And this is in the 60s, so we didn't have the technology we have today. Um, but my mother always knew she wanted more for herself and she wanted more for the hope for her kids someday. And so she eventually migrated to this country and you know met my dad and, and had us, um, but she was always just very determined, right? Um, they didn't, you know, the US didn't acknowledge her credentials. So she had to start with just getting a GED and then, you know, to, to show that she can finish high school, then, you know, went to night school and put herself through, you know, community college and then grad, you know, getting a bachelor's degree and then eventually getting a master's degree, right? Um, and so I look at someone like that, you know, who along the way was like, hey, we, we, you know, you can't settle for less, right? And it's okay to say no, it's okay to change your mind, right? But it's good to have goals and to strive for something. And so when you've got someone like that in the house, and at that time, my mom was a single parent. So she's just raising us kids and working two jobs and going to school. You know, I, I think you just kind of look at that without her even saying it of like, I, I don't want to be just simple, right? I don't want I don't want my life to not mean much because I've seen the sacrifices that my family made just for the opportunity for me to sit here with both of you to, today, right? And so when you've got that and you've got people around you like that, I think it's motivating, right? And it's like, okay, I can strive for more. And, you know, I don't know if maybe I didn't have the best sense of self, but I mean, I was student body president in high school. I was like, I'm going to be president one day. You guys will be at my inauguration. And, <laughs> and, uh, and things have changed over time. But I think just having those goals, it's like, oh, well, if I fell short and only became a U.S. senator, that's good, you know, or an ambassador somewhere. So um, definitely not all within myself. I had amazing, strong women around me growing up, not just my mother, my godmother, some of her friends, my aunts. 
Um, and all of them, you know, to this day, I had some time with some of them last week in Kenya and they were just like, Wanjiku, you got to keep going, you know, and it's not a matter of trying to achieve a certain, you know, title, right. But it's more like, we want you to be the best of whatever you want to be doing and we will support you. And we're here for you. We're praying for you keep going. And so when you've got, you know, the army behind you, right. It's like, no, I'm, you know, if, if there's something I'm doing that I'm not liking, like law school, it's okay to say, I'm going to change my mind. And I'm going to go spend some time figuring it out. Right. And I think part of that was I was paying for it too. So when you're writing those checks yourself, That's you're true. like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. You're making me wonder like what messages are my kids taking from me right now? <laughs> sometimes it's not the things you're saying, right? It's the things you're watching. I mean, I saw my mom, you know, it's so funny. I played sports as a kid didn't realize my mom had to work another job just to get the money to pay for the soccer dues and the uniform, right? Some of those things I didn't see right away. And then I eventually saw it going to be able to give us a little bit of privilege. She was willing to sacrifice and, um, and did it time and time again. And so it's just, it was one of those things like you want, you end up watching things more than what people say. And um, I, I will say, I didn't always respect and value it as a kid, but I definitely do as an adult and very, very thankful. Oh, cool. It seems like you're a very creative person. So think out, think out five years. What do you, what do you imagine you're going to create next? Oh, create? I don't know. Cause I, I, I'm one of those, I have like a million ideas and maybe execute two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Um, the last few years I, 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 I do like working um, and I've enjoyed my career to date. Um, but part of me kind of goes, how can I take everything I've done and, and do something different five, 10 years from now, or even in the next year? I don't know. Um, and the pandemic, you know, un, you know, very unfortunate situation, but also gave me some time to kind of think about, you know, what do I want my legacy to be, right? And I, I say this all the time of my job title will not be the first line of my obituary, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's really made me kind of go, okay, giving back has always been something that I've been very passionate about. Uh, I've been getting connected with, you know, local organizations here, just even in my neighborhood. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think, how do I take, you know, my background and learning and, you know, everything that I grew up knowing, um, pairing that with my experiences. And is there something unique that, you know, when Jiku Kamau can go do, um, and, 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 and what would that look like? So I don't know, I'm not quite sure yet, to be honest, Gwen, that's a good question. I'll have to come back to you, but, um, I, 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 I don't know, I've got some ideas rolling around, but I'm just trying to figure out what, what is it that, uh, I can leave a little, you know, stamp on that is a uh, unique to me so yeah. Yeah. i'll tell you what i am gonna have gwen send me the raw footage of this and i'm gonna make my girls sit and watch it and i seriously when i think about the mindset that you have cultivated for yourself all at every stage so far i think like that's your superpower that you can you can offer to young women because that to me, that's one of the biggest threats to our society and our community is the lack of, of uh, self-belief and that so many young women in our, in our society um, experience. And I just cool. feel like you, that's an opportunity for you to go and like inject that. It's like you're, it's like you're, 
your juice. I'm infectious. I don't know. Yes. 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 You always like, is that a good, is that good? Yes. It's in a good way. I was going to say, I think you're already building your legacy. Yeah. 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 I'm trying. I mean, and I'm, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you both face this, but there are things that naturally come to you that you don't necessarily realize are your superpowers, right? Um, I'm a connector. Um, I like building safe spaces, especially for women. Um, when I lived in Arizona, I would pull together this wine and cheese night. And at first people were like, wine, cheese, what? But in reality, it was a way to connect people. I had people from grad school. I had people from work. I had people from my church community, people from my you know, young social professionals network. And you know, it was about once every six weeks or so. But all of a sudden, you, you, know, you, you get a safe space for people, especially in someone's home. It, it's very disarming, right? And you know, most people like wine or cheese. So, you know, it was, it was a good opportunity, but um, people started talking and building networks and friendships. And it was great to see. And some of the conversations varied from, you know, mother-in-laws to children, to investments, to freezing your eggs. I mean, just, you never knew what was going to come up. And, you know, it was just a very relaxed space, but um, when I left Arizona, there's quite a few people going, like, who's going to do the wine and cheese? <laughs> like, what happens to me, you know, the, the party? And, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, so it was, I, I, it's one of those things, like, I just did it because I thought it was a good idea, but I didn't necessarily see what it was really creating until, you know, it was time to go. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, generally women are known as connectors. But even men are writing books about how we shouldn't obsess about problems and do's, our to-do list. Instead, we should obsess about our who's. Who do we know? Who can we connect with? Who can we learn from? And I'm thinking, I think that's right. I think that's right. And it's harder right now in a pandemic to think about connecting with people. And so yet... I'm able to connect with you and yeah. Liz, who I've never met in person. Yes, yes. I'm able to connect with people from all over the world right now in ways I wouldn't have ever had otherwise. Mm -hmm. So what a gift this really is. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to say I'm a fan. Like I want to, I want to keep watching what happens. I want to, I want to see what you do next. It's, I mean, it's going to start with my own girls. I'm going to have them sit and, watch, sit and watch this. And I do think that that is, you have a superpower of being a connector, but you also have a superpower of having cultivated this mindset, um, which of course came, as you said, from a very powerful example all around you, but there's such a dearth of it in our young women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say this, um, I wore my vote shirt on purpose today. Um, I had the opportunity to go hear Stacey Abrams speak a couple of days ago. And um, it's interesting how you're talking about your girls. Cause for me, it was like a reminder, like here's someone who I admire, a shero of mine. And she was talking about, you know, just do something, right? You don't need to go save the whole world. You don't need to save democracy, but just do one thing. And, and I walked out of there going, okay, what's gonna be my one thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, the mindset is strong, but you get into your ways and you get into routine and, and it's like, well, I'm working and doing this and family and all the things. And it, it's all of a sudden it's like six months went by. Did I accomplish anything or am I just rolling with the punches? And uh, mm -hmm. 
I do try to set little goals for myself of, okay, what, you know, November's around the corner. What, what, what's one thing I can accomplish next month, right? And it doesn't need to be anything massive, um, but I, I'm a big person on accountability. So I've got some great accountability partners and I will share with them. I'm thinking about doing this and then, you know, they'll do the little reminders, right? So. So you might not be on the presidential podium or you might someday. I don't know. I think she definitely see you on a platform. And this is the beginning of your platform to share your message about the mindset and connections and what you can do, not only to inspire young women, but inspire women in general, inspire people, people, people who might not have confidence right now, or might be suffering right now, just that need that little boost and injection uh, that you are so able to describe, emulate and role model. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. As we close out any, any, any other tip or advice you want to offer? Ah, I just, I wish I'm a one tip, huh? Um, I don't know. I think it's just like, keep doing your best and just keep trying. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes people look at me like, oh, you know, when Jika lives such a great life, I'm like, do you have any days? I don't even want to get out of bed. Like if the dog does not jump on me, I probably would stay (laughs) a little longer. It's like, do I clean up a mess or do I get up and walk in? So, um, I think sometimes people look and think things are better than they are. And it's like, I'm human. I I try There are days. I have zero energy for work, but you know, I'll do like five jumping jacks. I'll get on a call and I'm like, okay, smile, fake it till you make it. Right. So there are days where it's hard and I get it, but I guess my one tidbit is just keep trying. Just keep trying your best. Moving forward, one step at a time. Absolutely. Great. It's amazing well, it's how often so nice showing up. Sorry, I was just gonna say, it's amazing how often just showing up is an intervention. It really is. It absolutely is. It is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I both you, hope you both have a great weekend. You too. It was great to talk to you. You too. Thanks so much. Cheers.